0: welcome back to the institute of world mission podcast i'm your host alex Ott. at least one time in a season we try to reach out to one of the general conference administrators to discuss missions and related topics of interest to the missions community it's part of the series we call church leaders and cross-cultural mission previously on the iwm podcast ron kuhn who is the iwm associate director interviewed pastors GTA Ng and Ted Wilson. Since those interviews were done fairly recently and in the context of the pandemic, you might want to hear those interviews if you haven't already. You'll find links in the show notes. Today's conversation is with Dr. Arthur Stele. Dr. Stele serves as general vice president of the General Conference. Among his numerous responsibilities, Dr. Stele takes an active part in defining the agenda for the Global Mission Issues Committee, which in turn is central to the topic of our interview. It's all about one single question. How does the Adventist Church identify its mission challenges? Let's hear Dr. Stele's take on this important task of the Church.
1: Welcome to the Institute of World Mission weekly podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field.
0: Dr. Steli, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast.
1: Glad to be with you.
0: Alright, now I know you asked me to just call you Arthur, so this is what I'm going to do from here on. And we are discussing today an important question, which is. How does the Adventist Church identify mission challenges? And we'll break it down together, so I'm really looking forward to that. Very good. My first question to you is this. Looking back at the recent five to ten years, what were some of the key mission challenges identified by the Adventist Church?
1: Well, uh, speaking about the mission challenges, uh, we need to speak on, um, I would say, two levels. One is a more spiritual level and one is a more uh, scientific level. Of course, uh, I don't want to say that they are separate. They should uh, go hand in hand. But uh, speaking about the spiritual um, part, we recognize and we know that the Holy Spirit is in charge of mission. He is the one who leads and guides. And for the Holy Spirit, there are no challenges except one challenge. And this is the missionary itself. So um, uh, this is one um, aspect of it. And it was uh, in the last five, ten years and still is and will be um, to work closely with, uh, with the Holy Spirit, to be open for his guidance. You know, when you look at the book of Jonah, uh, the Lord had never had uh, serious problems e- even with a hidden nation but he had serious problems with his own missionary. And so this is a constant challenge for us to be uh, open for the guidance and be directed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Of course, then when we look on the world itself and we uh, recognize a number of challenges like um, different religions, you know, how world religions, how to reach them, how to bring them the good news of salvation. Then you see the secularization Materialism and all kinds of isms that are so uh, prevalent today. But on the other hand, also how to reach our young people, our children. Because the next generation, you know, they are thinking differently. Uh, they um, looks like have a hard time to understand us. And so how to find the language that will be attractive to them and understandable. I think this was a challenge and will continue to be
0: thank you arthur now you speak as a true pastor because when we serve missionaries and this podcast is uh, first and foremost for the cross-cultural missions community of our church although anybody is welcome to listen to uh, these interviews Um, we speak more of what we do we speak rarely of the state of our heart of our of our spiritual mind and uh, you identifying this as uh, a challenge that the holy spirit needs to work on is very close to um to my heart and the need that i see um for uh, for an ongoing conversation among missionaries next question is this uh, going from the recent past now to the current moment of course uh, we are a global movement and naturally the issues and challenges that are being looked at at the general conference are large they are not local they are global so the question is what is on the forefront of the church's collective mind today how do we currently understand our most significant mission challenges
1: well first of all um we understand that uh, the major task that the Lord has left uh, to us is to be his witnesses, like in the book of Acts it is said, uh, that the Lord wants us to be his witnesses. So, uh, and um, naturally, the major task is how to involve the 21 million Seventh-day Adventists, to be each, to be a witness uh, for Christ, wherever they are. So this is the uh, most powerful missionary tool that we have. And uh, this is um, the uh, great challenge. How to motivate our church members to be a witness for Christ. This is one, uh, one thing. Another one is um, um, the same challenges that we have been facing the last 5-10 uh, years are still in front of us. The 1040 window. We have made some progress there and we praise the Lord for that but much more has to be done. Um, How to, you know, turn um, upside down, so to speak, the curse of uh, the Tower of Babylon, you know, with all these languages. How to uh, speak the language that people really understand? Because you see, uh, even if uh, people have learned a foreign language, uh, issues like religion are best understood in their mother tongue. How to um, uh, be ready? to proclaim the good news in all the mother tongues, so to speak, of the populations in the 1040 window. And then also how to understand the mindset of the people that live there so that our message would be uh, brought in an appropriate way, in a more understood way. Uh, So um, this is when we speak about the 1040 window and uh, different world religions. But when we speak about the big cities, how to compete? with all the entertainment that is available right now, uh, even online, how to make our social media and other um, uh, 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 ways of uh, broadcasting in such a way that um, they would be attractive. We, of course, always understand that the Holy Spirit can use and can uh, empower, but he also wants us to do our part. So um, this still remains a challenge. And, of course, how to um, produce materials for our kids and our grandkids, so that it would be not only understandable, but would be appealing to them. So it still remains. I would say the challenges we had the last 5-10 years are still with us. Of course, when we look about the current situation and the pandemic that we are still fighting, the big question is, the Lord has blessed us and we have used the technology for our Uh, worships for our uh, church life activities and so on. But going out of the pandemic, will we return to normal, so to speak? Will the church members still be willing to uh, return to church life, to be active, or they will continue shopping around the world through internet sermons that they like more? Um, will they be, um, active in their communities again? Because the pandemic has uh, kind of put us in a sleep mode, so to speak. So these are all the questions that are in front of us right now.
0: Thank you very much. Now, I know that the General Conference has different committees or uh, large bodies that uh, work towards identifying or clarifying um, those mission challenges that that the church is uh, or should be tackling. Now, there is what's called a Global Mission Issues Committee, Global Mission Issues Committee, very close to the topic that we're discussing. How does it work and how does it impact what we think as a church about our mission challenges? What is it?
1: This is uh, actually the Global Mission Issues Committee is is, uh, a committee that uh, really um, is uh, trying to understand the challenges and tries to work out ways of uh, meeting these challenges, and it is done through different, uh, uh, I would say, um, institutes, so to speak. We have uh, a special, you know, institutes uh, that work with different world religions. Uh, then uh, that work with the challenges of the cities. Uh, uh, then a separate one that works with the challenges of the postmodern mindset. How to reach the secular mind and so on, and all of them uh, are working not only theoretically, but working very practically. You know, they work out some strategies, then they test them, and they work very close, hand in hand with our churches in different areas. And then they discover challenges, they bring them to the Global Mission Issues Committees, and the whole world leadership is present at this committee, and we uh, pray about it, we discuss it, and we uh, look for solutions, look for uh, new methods, and then um, some materials are worked out. Um, In other words, this um, committee is a a committee that tries to work out materials and be a help to our people around the world who are facing different world religions and different problems that the church faces now in the area of mission
0: thank you now there is also a mission board which is something else and i'm looking forward to you helping our um our audience understand um what it is a mission board at the general conference what is it its role and how does it help define our mission challenges
1: well the mission board is uh, a special uh, board that really Uh, deals with all the missionaries, first of all, we have around the world, Um, with all the policies, with all the strategies, and so on. Before, it was part of the uh, executive committee and part of the working policy of the general conference. And uh, uh, if you look uh, several years back and take the working policies, there was a significant part of our working policy dedicated to our missionaries all questions that the missionaries have in their work and so on. But uh, then it was decided probably it would be best to have a, a special board who uh, will, um, that will look into it and guide it. And so now all the policies, they, have, uh, they are out from the working policy and we have a special uh, policy for the missionaries and it is guided, directed by the mission board. So number one is uh, the mission board is really working very closely with all of our missionaries. And we have hundreds and hundreds of missionaries all around the world. And all issues that missionaries face are guided and directed by the mission board uh, when it comes to policies and so on. Then also um, uh, the mission board uh, is also an entity that uh, studying the challenges also looks into the financial possibilities and the distributions of uh, some help to uh, different areas so as uh, mission board i would say it is uh, a board that has uh, the uh, the pulse that always has a pulse of mission in in mind and tries to be um, a committee or a board that uh, tries to uh, get rid of all the obstacles that our missionaries face well there are many more issues but i think this is a major one
0: Right, and those are the ones that are very close to the agenda of this podcast, which is the missions work, the cross-cultural mission work, and the daily life of Seventh-day Adventist missionaries. Um, Still speaking of the General Conference, and uh, you, Arthur, being the Vice President of the General Conference, uh, you are involved in all of these things, and one of them is the strategic plan that the Church approves every five years. Um, Now, today we are operating under the I Will Go strategic plan, and it sounds very missional, uh, which really excites me. Could you share with us, in what ways does it reflect how we understand our mission challenges? Is it embedded in that strategic plan, the challenges, and if so, how?
1: Yes, of course. You see, um, the uh, strategic plan of the General Conference is worked out not in a uh boardroom so to speak when people come together and an idea comes and they work it out so uh it's a it's a quite a long uh, process first of all um there is a survey done uh, around the world and we have uh, uh, thousands and thousands of uh, church members who have participated from all over the world responding to many many questions and we are very thankful to those who have taken the time and filled out all the questionnaires. And they really deal with all kinds of issues, spiritual issues, uh, mission challenges and uh, um, practices and all kinds of uh, data that comes together. And then this data is analyzed, it is studied, and we see where we have made progress, where we still have challenges, and how our church members as a church at, uh, at large sees it. And then based on this research, we discover really the challenges we are facing. And then we work, how could we suggest to respond to these challenges? And so it's quite a long process. It takes actually uh, at least five years, uh, the research, the study, so that, you know, a, a new plan could be developed. And then the new plan, when it is suggested, worked out, it is sent to all the divisions. And they are asked to analyze it, to give their contribution, uh, where they see we have, we are on the right track, where they see we kind of have not really discovered the real challenges. So they bring the input. And then after it is discussed, after it has been worked out and challenged by different uh, groups, so to speak, then finally the executive committee looks into it and uh, uh, makes uh, um, uh, a final decision in accepting uh, the strategic plan. This strategic plan uh, went this process, but the title, I will go, was taken, uh, was actually suggested by a group of young people in Argentina. Uh, they have uh, used it for actually um, motivating young people to get involved in mission activities around the world. And they were very glad to uh, offer the title that they have, they have worked out to offer it to the worldwide church. And we are very pleased that he, uh, that young people were the ones who have really suggested the title of it. But when you look into it, in the strategic plan itself, mission is the heartbeat of the strategic plan. It's It's all about mission, actually, uh, because uh, the church is the agency of mission. You know, if mission stops, there is no purpose of the church to exist, so to speak.
0: Thank you, Arthur. Um, Any of our listeners, if uh, you have not um, seen the strategic plan, um, please feel free to uh, email us, email me. Um, we will be happy to share the strategic plan with you. Um, back to you, Arthur. Thank you for describing the process, how this comes about, because I actually... Um, didn't quite realize how much effort is being put into the research that's behind the church understanding its challenges the huge surveying that is happening and the amount of data that is being gathered in order to understand what are the real needs and what what's actually possible today for the Adventist church that is that is truly fascinating Um, My last question to you today is is this. In what way can the members of the cross-cultural mission community, our listeners, in what way can they pray for church leaders in all of this process? How can they pray for you?
1: Well, this is a very, very good and uh, needed question. We all need the guidance from above. You see, no human wisdom can tell you what will happen tomorrow. This pandemic has shown us, uh, you know, if three years ago someone would tell you that this will happen, the whole world will stop. There will be no movement. I mean, no one would believe and uh, no one was ready, but the Lord has prepared the technology and everything. And so when we look into the future, when we look what needs to be done, human wisdom is not enough. You know, and so we really need every one of us and uh, the church at large, and uh, everyone separately. We need the guidance from above. And so I would plead with all the people, please pray. Please uh, pray about, for the leadership. Pray for Elder Wilson. Pray for all the uh, departments. Pray for all the divisions. Pray for all the unions. Pray for the Holy Spirit to guide. Because we need to be open for his guidance. Of course, we have to do Whatever we can, the best we can, but doing it, always having an open mind for the Holy Spirit to guide us. This is the greatest need.
0: Thank you, Arthur. Now, um, it is also a practice that we try to do on this podcast is to pray. Um, our listeners, our missionaries, our cross-cultural Um, workers in our church, um, people who have gone into the mission field, uprooted themselves in one place, have gone to a completely different place to serve because the Lord had actually ignited their heart with one or the other challenge that we were discussing today. If you would please pray for them right on air here. And with this, we will conclude this interview. Please.
1: Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we would like to thank you that mission belongs to you. We would like to thank you that you are in charge of mission. And we would like to thank you for all the missionaries we have around the world who have um, dedicated their lives to serve others, to serve different cultures, different languages. We ask you to bless them, to guide them, to protect them. And may your Holy Spirit use every one of them in, in such a way that even they themselves could see the result of their labor. May the seed they are sowing really bring fruit. Um, we ask uh, to protect their children, their grandchildren. Sometimes they are separated but, uh, and live in different countries. But Lord, please keep them together. Bless them, guide them. We entrust every one of them in your hands. And we are looking for the day, Lord, when you will accomplish the mission through all of us. And you will gather us all and we will be all together one day in heaven with you. Bless us to this goal. In your name we ask it. Amen.
0: Before signing off today, I have an important news item to share with you. We just released a new online course on the learning and community platform that is being used by the General Conference Mission Family. You can find the platform at learnmission.org. Once you register, you will see our newest addition. It's called Urban Mission, Seek the Shalom of the City. It's an online course. The course presenter is Gary Krause, the Director of the Office of Adventist Mission at the General Conference, and he's also an Associate Secretary. Dr. Krause recently defended a PhD dissertation in Urban Mission. The four presentations he delivers on mission work in big cities will not leave you unchanged. To gain access, simply register on learnmission.org. It's an open registration and you'll be able to find the course in the course catalog. Let me know if you have any questions gaining access to this course. And for now, I say my name is Alex Ott and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.